0: Welcome, everyone, to and Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate, here with Jimbo.
1: Hey, how we doing?
0: How we doing? And we are doing well. And why are we doing well, Jimbo? Uh, well, there's a lot of stuff, especially a lot of baseball going on.
1: So that usually translates into a good time.
0: That's right. We're doing well because we get to talk about baseball. God's game as people call it. I didn't just make that up on the spot. I'm pretty sure somebody out there is probably called Baseball God's Game. But uh, what a game. And speaking of what a game, the World Baseball Classic is going on. We've got three different things we want to talk about today. Uh, World Baseball Classic. I want to talk about all these random top sets that are coming out on tops.com. And then we are going to end it off with prospect of the week. But first off is the World Baseball Classic. Now, hand up. I have not gotten to watch a lot of the World Baseball Classic between March Madness, um, the Big 12 tournament, and then also uh, my parents being in town for a week and stuff. I just, I have not had a ton and work. I have not had a ton of time to watch a lot of the World Baseball Classic. So I've seen bits and pieces here. I haven't watched a full game. So we're going to turn to Jimbo to give us the lowdown because I've seen the highlights on Twitter. I, I watch a lot of the highlights. I've read a decent number of articles, um, but it, it's just not the same thing. Obviously, it does look like the most fun atmosphere in the entire world. I've seen I saw numbers about how uh, there was record record attendances in Miami. There was record attendances in um, Arizona. Right. They played in Arizona and Miami, I mm-hmm. think. Um there, I just saw before going live that there was 93.6% of all TVs in Japan tuned to the World Baseball Classic game last night. Uh, Puerto Rico had the same thing for their game against the Dominican Republic. Nearly all the TVs there were tuned into, or like above 80% of TVs there were tuned into the World Baseball Classic for their game. So it is, It has been incredible. But Jimbo, why don't you since you've gotten to watch the games more than me, why don't you give us the lowdown on on the excitement and what you've gleaned from it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I personally always love the World Baseball Classic because of just the the pride that they get like the players get to play with for their nation because um a lot of like and I, it's more I'm going to be more focused on like the South American teams be- or like the Latin teams because I I got to hang around a lot of those players and and um, in the past, where and they've always talked about the World Baseball Classic. They always talk about, you know, winter ball and the pride that they have going back playing winter ball. Like having that kind of pride really bleeds into uh, the World Baseball Classic, which makes it a ton of fun. Uh, then you have like Japan and Korea doing very well. And you see like how um, the viewership that's going on over there like that. That is it, it's basically a World Cup um for soccer or for baseball it's like a world cup for baseball but it's bigger nationally than i think we really feel it here uh like in the united states um which i find is interesting because of the potential in it um but we're like we're lucky that we get baseball you know most of the most of the year around we get the major league minor league where i feel like the significance behind this um isn't totally felt here in the u.s like it would be overseas um, which which makes it interesting because you got teams like the Columbia, um, you know, Israel, like there's there's teams where there's a lot of players that that don't have the big name players where you have like that, quote unquote, miracle type feel where mm-hmm. you know, they are being some of these powerhouses. Um, and, you know, another thing, too, I like about it is and there's a lot of different players that kind of come out of nowhere that might get a shot um, making, uh, a, making a the roster.
0: The dude that just signed with the Tigers the other day because he struck out, like, Juan Soto, Julio, and Rafael Devers or something. Um, Yeah. And then there was a Tigers scout there, and they signed him after the game.
1: Yeah, well, Tigers, you know, as a Tigers fan, we could use any help possible. So that's how desperate we are. Um, We'll we'll take a three-at-bat
0: interview or, uh, um, you know, audition. He did. he did have his three-at-bats against – some of the best yeah. hitters in the entire world. True, so. true. but just as a Tiger fan, man, it's just tough because I know what,
1: what what's about to happen this year. So uh, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to bring myself down as much as possible uh, with expectations. But no, it's been great, man. Like it's been fun. Um, It's also fun because you see, like the hype on, like, uh, like I'm a Juan Soto fan. You know, as as you and I talk about that quite like if I'm a fan of him as base, like for baseball, like he's a fun mm-hmm. player to watch, but like he hit a monster shot. And I'm like, all right. Um, I forget what team it was against. Um, but I was like looking up the pitcher. I was like, okay, let's see the significance behind this. Uh, because, and it was like some player that, that, that hasn't, um, like done well at all. Like he, the only professional that uh, experience he has is like playing in the world baseball classic eight years ago. And I was like, Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't get as excited for a home run like that, but then you have players that that have been hitting well on good talent, like an Odo Lopez,
0: like a Luis Urias hitting off of uh, Roki uh, or uh, the twenty-one-year-old Jap- Japanese kid that I'm blanking on his name right now. So it's been fun on
1: so many different levels. I think um, I think it's only I think it's just the beginning. Like you got to remember, the first year was what two thousand six, if I remember right, and I think it's only going to keep growing. Like I think this, the World Baseball Classic is is interesting and it's really fun because the U.S. team has been very vocal about it. Like the Latin teams, I've always, I remember sitting with uh, Miguel Tejada coming off of one of the World Baseball Classics in his later's in his later years and talking about like it was the best thing ever. Like it was basically like he was basically talking about it like it was a World Series. And I was like, really? Like, we weren't even that excited to watch it back, you know, like back then. And I was like, in my mind, I always think about that conversation with him and some of the other players whenever I think of the World Baseball Classic and how much it means to them.
0: You um, know, interesting. I wonder if it's because all these nations they send their best players to the U.S. We get to watch their best players all the time in person. <laughs> on TV, whatever, but they send their best players here. Whereas now their best players are playing for their home country against other teams, best players. So it, it means a little bit more than compared to like, you know, Trey Turner hitting really well, which he has four home runs in five games, but it doesn't mean as much because we get to watch him on his major league team all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: almost liken it to like, I don't care at all about major league soccer. MLS soccer snooze fest, right? <laughs> Absolute snooze fest. Uh Premier League soccer a little bit more interesting to me. You get all the Americans, good Americans go over there. They don't play in the MLS. They go to Europe to play. And or to Germany, which is still Europe. Um but uh <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Um but you know, then you get to the World Cup, and all of a sudden I'm watching all the American games. I don't care about MLS soccer. I don't care about American soccer. And yet I'm watching all those MLS games because it's like we actually get to see these guys represent our country when usually I'm just seeing them represent an Arsenal or a Leeds or a Tottenham or a Dortmund, um, something like that, um, or a Juventus. And so, you know, you get to, you get to then watch – these guys play in America, and so I think the closest we can get uh, that feeling, I would equate, I would equate that feeling of watching the men's national team to watching a different country watching their, you know, Nicaragua watching the Nicaragua national team. Yeah. Oh, with
1: without a doubt. Like another thing too is, have you ever like seen, uh, like watched a game like a Caribbean the like winter ball the Caribbean series like? Over I have Venezuela? not. again
0: just highlights it's it's like a
1: different atmosphere like like even though like for us it's just like oh it's just winter ball no like for them that's the real season uh not for the players necessarily but like for for the the country like for the where the the they're in like the fans are not like here in the u.s like for baseball like it's almost like college football over there with everyone's cheering everyone's making noise the entire game and there's just a lot more electricity over there because it's just a different, I don't know. It's almost like a different culture. Um, but I would love well, that. It, it is a different culture. <laughs> well, I meant like the baseball, different baseball. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, like how some sports it's kind of like, it's, it's universal. Well, and, and,
0: and I do, I do kind of hope, especially with like a lot of times it has not been Latin American players that are, that are um, the problem with excitement in baseball. Right. It has yep. been the Brian McCann's of the world that, <laughs> yeah. that and, and uh, the Cole, not maybe not Cole Hamels. Um, there was a pitcher that was like, and hey, Max Scherzer, right? These guys that feel like baseball has to be played a certain way in any other way than the way they were raised on is bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's the, you can't have fun. One time Carlos Gomez pimped a home run so hard. And Brian McCann stood in front of home plate and wouldn't let him touch it. And they got into a big fight in the middle of the field because he pimped a home run. And it's like, dude, let him have fun. You don't, you don't when the when a closer gets a huge strikeout and pumps his chest and points to the air, I don't see Brian McCann stopping him from doing that. You know? Yeah. Um, and yet and yet you and which is funny because I actually saw Carlos Gomez and Brian McCann in a in a photo <laughs> just just the other day on his on his Twitter. So they must be friends now, but it's like, it's always the same guys. And I do think it's going away. I do think as we get younger and younger in baseball, um, but it's super nice because it has been the American players. It's super nice to get the American players into these atmospheres and see how fun it is because it is, it is fun. So even just seeing the highlights and seeing the passion and hearing the announcers, you know, Japanese announcers uh, talk, uh, screaming over, the walk-off double yesterday or Otani's leadoff double. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is infectious. And you could have that in baseball. Now I get it. It's a lot easier to get up for six games, seven games, as opposed to 162 games. But you could have that type of atmosphere in baseball and it wouldn't take away And the only reason we don't have that is because of a select few people that feel like baseball has to be played a certain way. And I'm sure there's people listening to this right now that are in absolute disagreement with me. Mm -hmm. Um, They are probably, there's probably somebody listening to this right now. That's very much on the Brian McCann train of don't show emotion. Don't this, don't do that. Just go do your job. And I understand that, but I am definitely for the excitement. I'm for the, Venezuelas in the in the stands. I'm for the s- cheering, the screaming. The dude hits a home run, and the entire dugout is out of the. You know, in little league, when you hit a home run, and the entire dugout comes out to greet you. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Dude. I love seeing that in the World Baseball Classic or in the Olympics or anything like that.
1: Yeah, and I think too, it's the uh, I'm all like I'm also like an old head with the like with baseball where it's like. I don't like a lot of change, but I do at the same time. Like, I, I do believe in, like, the evolution of it that needs to evolve mm-hmm. in certain areas. Um, but I'm a big believer in getting excitement. It's like college football. The reason why football is so much fun is because the the excitement. And, as, and my biggest thing is, like, the Brian McCann's, like, it's all cool. Like, if you that's your style, go for it. But don't stop someone else from enjoying it or having fun. And you can't well, technically, you can't stop them by striking them out or being better. Correct. And, and but then on the other side of the street, it's like for celebrating. I don't want celebrating where you start dissing like, you know, like like making like um, attacking the other team. I, I like when teams just celebrate each other. Rather than trying yeah. to bring people down. You get the, you I, get
0: those guys that hit a home run and they're drawing at the pitcher, yeah. And the first baseman and then the second baseman and then the third baseman and then the shortstop and all the way around. Like, yeah, that's that's not that's when
1: Brian McCann like needs to show up. But other than that, like if he's just celebrating like the literally they they celebrate the person that hit the home run with the team, love that. Or the Prince Fielder.
0: Yes, Remember? that was the best celebration in the world when they did that. Those. Was pretty sweet. So that was planned to be anybody. Just the next walk off home run. The Brewers had planned to do that. It just happened to be Prince Fielder. Oh, man, the the absolute firestorm that created. And that, that was well before its time. That was like 2008, That's 2009. Old. Yeah, maybe like 2011. I'm not 100% sure. It was a long time ago. That, that much mm-hmm. I know.
1: Here's the if thing, you don't know what we're
0: talking about, real quick, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're listening to this. Pause this video. Go to YouTube. Look up Prince Fielder uh, home run, home celebration, run or, celebration Yeah, yeah. Popular, or bowling so. ball celebration or something like that, and look that up, and you'll see it legendary. Craig Council's in there, too, as a player, and now he's the coach. Oh, is he really? Yes. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I remember that. I have a signed picture of it um, because I thought that was a cool moment. But, but going back to it, it's like – Like for football, like after they score a touchdown, there's celebration and and there's never any issue besides, you know, the NFL finding, but no, like no, like the fans, the players never really have any issue.
0: So. Well, it was a no fun league for a while, the NFL. Yeah. Where they find any celebration at all. And then they started letting like group celebrations, the whole defense running down and posing in the end zone after a dude gets a pick. Awesome. I love it. Yeah.
1: Dude, we watch sports because it's entertainment. Like, yeah, keep let it, it be more entertaining. Yeah, as long as it's not like attacking anyone by being um like mean or rude, I'm all for it. But yeah, really though, my biggest takeaway Unless with that's
0: the, world, the Cardinals. What's that? Unless it's the Cardinals, you can be mean and rude to the Cardinals. <laughs> I'll never forget 2006, dude. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, hey, which reminds me, real quick. Side note. Jimbo shared with me the funniest story in the history of the world. And if the guy who went into Jimbo's live to say this, if you're listening to this right now, legendary move. Jimbo's on Card Shop Live, new platform for selling, buying and selling cards. And he's on a stream for like the first time in a year. And actually, Jimbo, you tell it because it's your story. I don't remember
1: because there's actually been more than one. I just don't share a lot of them with you. And a lot of them I don't even... Like it's like I don't know. It all it's all about timing, but I forget oh. exactly the one. But basically, it well, said something about yeah. Now I oh yeah. So someone came in. They were like, uh, I was asking for feedback or li- like asking for ideas or something, and someone just randomly popped in, said something about Nate always talking about Brewers, and then which you know it's all good. And then also though like how he's a downer on the Cardinals, and like had this long thing that they typed out and then left. And I was just like, dude, this dude he must have been holding this per- this in for a while. And then uh, the best part is, is like, I'm not a Cardinals fan either. I just, their prospects, like their development staff is just incredible. And I got to give them credit. But I'm not a Cardinals fan by the slight. Like they broke my, they're the one team that broke my heart the most in 2006. Um, like that was my favorite year of baseball. And they're the ones that destroyed it. So I will always have um, like a little indent towards them,
0: yeah me too uh but it's just so funny going on to a live just to be like jordan walker's awesome suck it nate yeah that's Uh, what was so fun so funny uh and yes i am a brewer's homer i will unapologetically be a brewer's homer till the day i die and i will unapologetically (laughs) dislike the cardinals and the cubs to the day i die uh the reds and pirates are fine until they get good the cardinals and the cubs there is no love lost there between me and those teams.
1: I don't think – I mean, I think you'll always like the Reds then because I don't see them ever being good with the ownership that they have.
0: <laughs> That's true. Though I don't see the Brewers ever being a good with the ownership we have. So, same boat. Yeah, no um, right.
1: Let's move I will on. Say, oh, yes, sir. I will say, though, to wrap up the World Baseball Classic, my biggest takeaway is for the World Baseball Classic – is the viewership honestly out of out of anything you know it was exciting and all that but the, the thing that i take away for cards is the viewership is absolutely incredible with the millions of watchers that were watching it universally and i think that can translate into cards because just like soccer you know is a good example of the universal market in in um of fans they you know they have a sticker culture that they're learning cards and i think that's going to translate and I think baseball cards have been a thing in other countries more than we would probably know of. They just don't buy and sell them like we do here
0: mm-hmm. where
1: I think that could expand. It could be a journey on how to expand cards and maybe tops in the MLB. Maybe they, they put more focus into that um, into the world baseball classic for that reason. Um, so I don't know that I, I don't really know much else about how that can translate into cards, but I see that it was basically like a a refresher on seeing how big baseball can be and is.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it might not be huge in America, right? It might might dwindle in America as the years go on, but I don't think it's dwindling in Asia. I don't think it's dwindling in South America, and there's a lot of people in those two continents, so – yeah.
1: Like I, I saw something about Japan. It was like 53 point something million watching the wow. like the Chinese vase Japan game or something crazy like that. And uh like the Super Bowl was like 46 million or something, wow. to put it in perspective. Like the yeah, I don't know. I would have to pull up the exact data on that, but regardless, it's some crazy numbers, like stuff that we wouldn't even Like I saw that and I was shocked.
0: So, you know what that says to me? The MLB has to be better at, at marketing their international stars. Like they're pretty good with Otani, but they need to be better. They need to be better with um, the jazz Chisholm's and, you know, the Julio Rodriguez's and uh, guys like that, where you can be like, all right, Here is Wander Franco and guys from Venezuela and, you know, really push, push in their home countries, huge marketing campaigns around these guys, get Mm -hmm. people, get entire countries to buy into one or two teams, you know, the Rays. how much better would they be if they had entire countries behind them? Like the Bucks have been wildly successful, not just because, you know, they grabbed Giannis and he was a transcendent talent and everything. But because Giannis is Greek, and because Giannis is Greek, that means the Bucs have an absurd amount of extra – Milwaukee's not big. Wisconsin's not big. And yet the Bucks have an absurd amount of extra watchers because they have an entire country behind their team because Greek people love Giannis.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because the Twins have a huge Germany following
0: Because Max Kepler?
1: Yeah, like I, I remember reading something last year, like, like the like the Jersey sales, like Germany was never like Max Kepler was number one in Germany. Like, what? And but it all makes sense. It's like Pulisic, Pulisic Christian Pulisic. I'll never know how to actually say his name. I don't. But know. like, he, but him in like the U.S. here, you know, we love him. He's a great player, but he's probably a Max Kepler overseas. Translate, but we would never know that. Like for us, we think he's like
0: the LeBron James of soccer.
1: Well, <laughs> LeBron James of soccer. So I think it's interesting, but I think the biggest takeaway for the MLB is viewership and in making it like the blackouts and stuff. I think they if there was one takeaway from MLB, they need that's their takeaway is like if they had nationally televised games regularly, like even more than just like the one ESPN. Well, well I
0: think I think blackouts with the Bally sports bankruptcy. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna go to they're gonna go to the drawing board obviously because they have to, um, and I think hopefully if they're smart they're gonna say well regional sports networks aren't working, so now we need, you know straight to consumer product which means no blackouts, yes, no straight to consumer product but, in the in the in the home market you have to get the cable. It will be straight to consumer. You can watch every single team, no matter what. And it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, they do really well with the MLB TV personally, because I like to watch the Tigers. I'm far away. So it works out. But if I was living back home, it doesn't work in Michigan. Yeah. So I don't know. Like for me, MLB TV is a blessing because I can watch basically any game. I get zero blackouts on the games. I actually want to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they eliminated that like other than that they have a great system just open it up man like you're, like the marketing alone is worth more than the money that you'll get I, I mean i don't know i would have they 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 know all the data but
0: i mean i mean they are going to lose i think they are going to lose a lot of money but i do think there'd be a lot of people that would sign up specifically for TV if they could watch it in their home area as yeah. opposed to just not watching it listening it to on the radio um what's interesting real quick is that there are places I have heard this I don't know if it's true but I believe in Iowa specifically because they don't have any home team but they're close enough regionally to a bunch of teams I have heard that they at the very least can't watch the Cubs and the Twins and I'm pretty sure they can't watch the Brewers and I'm not 100% sure but I think they also might not be able to watch the Royals or the Cardinals so, if you're in Iowa, that's likely – definitely two teams and potentially five teams that you can't watch. Dude, and
1: there's nothing to do there too. So, like, that's just not nice. Like, that's just not no.
0: cool. No, it's not. So, like, it's, that's how stupid these blackout rules are.
1: Yeah. No, I, I have not been a fan of the blackout. I'm I mean, my biggest thing is, like, you're going to take away the product that's going to get people to want to get excited about it. It's like almost like anti-marketing. Yeah. It's like if you give it free out, like you're going to, then you get more, you know, ad spend or like, I don't know the long-term, but it's not always how business works. Um, Short-term
0: dollars were there long-term not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, overall I think it's good for cards. Uh, the yeah. whole world baseball classic let's uh let's move on to more card centric topics and that is i have had the joy of ripping a number of tops.com exclusive releases in the last couple months um Mm -hmm. a little bit frustrating how early they pre-sold them um on some of these things now i understand that a lot of times it's they bring the cards to spring training to get them autographed and then ship them out. Um, I think Jimbo, you told me that, and so like I understand that whole thing. And it was a little bit frustrating waiting, but we had so in the last couple months, I I bought a Topps logo fracture box, a Topps Bobby Witt Crown collection box, which is absurd because that was twenty dollars and those are like sixty bucks on my now, Jeez. and and then also I bought six rookie of the year boxes because i just like the idea of just having rookie of the year cards right like you're just getting stars Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um honestly like originally i'd have been like i don't know like these one-off sets that aren't like tops flagship aren't tops chrome do i really want to waste money on it after ripping i can say without a doubt yes if the prices are the same the The logo fracture box is the same price as a top scrum update mega box, which I ripped one of those and it was it was terrible, no color,
1: no number <laughs> of any
0: kind. Um, and I got two color there, including a O'Neill Cruz gold out of fifty, which I know isn't going to be the case all the time, but still, um, two color there. The Bobby Witt Jr. box twenty dollars. No guaranteed color or no guaranteed auto, but you're supposed to get two parallels and at least a jersey card. Um, and that was 20 bucks, so two colors and a, a jersey card that's going to be colored. We hit an Otani jersey card, a Spencer Torkelson green foil to 75, a Hunter green blue foil to 150, and then like six different Bobby Witt Jr. rookies, which isn't common, I don't think, um, from other other things i've seen like we hit every every insert that you get in the box was a bobby witt for us um and then also uh i got you know a royce lewis rookie a wander rookie a julio rookie um guys like that right so that was amazing for 20 dollars. that was incredible and then the rookie of the year sets it was projected one in seven boxes would get an auto so i bought six and my reasoning there was, if I don't get an auto in those six boxes, then I'll just say to myself, oh, I was probably the seventh box I didn't buy. Um, but if I don't, if I buy seven and don't get an auto, playing mind games with yourself. <laughs> yeah, then I'm really upset because I bought the odds and didn't get it. They also had one in sixteen boxes gets a short print. And then oh. you get one parallel numbered 75 or less in every box. And, remi- and remember, it is rookie of the year, so it's going to be likely good players. And in my six boxes, I pulled a Randy Rosarina auto number to five. in Amber auto, you can see that there. Ooh. Um, five of five, a so that's fun. I pulled a Aaron Judge short print. Ooh. So that was one in 16 boxes, Ooh. one in seven. I pulled both those out of my, one in, one, my six boxes. Jose Canseco number to 25, Jacob DeGrom number to 25 and then four different out of 75s uh, Orlando Cepeda, Devin Williams, which I'm thrilled about, Frank Howard and Will Myers. Dude, I love the design on those. Yeah, it's really cool. They give you the um the the glare is pretty bad with my ring light, but they give you like the National League or American League logo, um, they give you the year that they win it, they give you the team uh, very cool. And then also I'm only like seven cards away from having a complete set as well, especially because I hit the Julio. So that's nice because that's the most expensive one. Um, so I hit a Julio rookie as well and I was doing some note, facts and figures and it wasn't like the best. It was very quick calculations and it's not completely accurate, but I believe like the Julio, it, there's under a thousand of them. Um, I think I think I was at one point at like 940 which you know that's pretty good all things considered. Um, the short prints were like 79 or something like that in my quick calculations which again aren't gonna be super accurate because like there's 12 cards a box but the short prints and I took out um, uh, the autos um, or the parallels. One parallel per box, but I didn't, didn't, like, take out the hit of an auto, which would take up a card, or the short print, which would take up a card, right? So, that would affect the bottom line for the base cards. Um, But, uh, you know, we're talking about under 80 of these. And so, like, for $20, and obviously that's why I bought it online, but for $20, you can go buy a blaster bot, not even, not even a blaster box from target or walmart those are going to cost you 25 30 nowadays uh, or you can wait a couple months spend you know 100 bucks get five of them on tops.com and have a great great time ripping whereas you wouldn't have as good of a time ripping i mean tell me tell me for $120 you could probably buy four blaster boxes right now of your favorite baseball products maybe five Tell me which blaster boxes are giving you an out-of-five auto, two out-of-25 cards, a short print, and four out-of-75s. I'm not and sure. And sure, maybe the resale value isn't quite there. Like, I might be able to break even um, selling all these cards. It, it, it depends on how much heavy lifting the Randy Rosarina auto out-of-five does. Um, right now is the time to sell that with the base- World Baseball Classic. It's up. It's up. Don't 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 worry about that. It's it's on eBay, uh, but <laughs> um, it's just it's 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 such a they all three of them were such fun rips. The hits might not as sell as well as the hits you get from a regular set, but you get a lot better hits right or, or, or more or more quantity of hits out of a, or a out of a rip. And since I don't rip to make money, I just rip to have a fun time. It's hard to have a better time than hitting four out of 75s, two out of 25s, an auto out of five and a short print in six boxes.
1: Yeah, dude, there's a lot of fun products like
0: that that are sneaky if you go out and find them. So I think I think for me personally, if I'm ripping wax, I'm just waiting for tops to release their next curated set, their next this their next that and buying that because if I'm, if I'm just ripping for fun, which is what I do, I don't spend huge money and I don't spend more money than I have. I have a, I have a monthly budget and I'm allowed to use that on whatever I want, you know, <laughs> in our, in, 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 in our marriage, we have agreed on a, on a monthly budget, me and my wife. And, um, sometimes I use it on golfing. Sometimes I use it on ripping cards. But oh, it's, t- it's t-bell. Just, or some T bell It's just fun money, right? There's a there's a lot worse ways you can spend it than fun money on these tops online exclusives. They've been amazing. I am a huge, huge fan, and I cannot wait for the next one. Whatever the next one is, I'm buying, it. and I'm buying well, the next one the- after that. Let me know next time because uh, you always tell me
1: after the fact, after the time of I can't get them, and I like to know when I can get them. And that's usually what I prefer than having the FOMO of being told that after, then you know, I got to pay three times more. So
0: hook a guy up and <laughs> let me know when you know. but I will. You know, I do have I do have some major regrets on not buying more Bobby Witt Jr. boxes. I didn't really know what it would be like. And there wasn't a – I think it was just Bobby Witt and like one other auto. So I was like, eh, I don't know. After seeing the, how nice the cards are, the foil cards – and then also, which I think I, I think I have them right here. If I can find them quick while talking, um, after seeing how nice the cards were, and then also just seeing the resale value, it's like, man, why didn't I, why didn't I buy more of those? I would have, of course, ripped them. I had originally yeah. ripped two boxes and hit the auto in the second box, and I was like, well, I should probably just stop and uh, sell these other boxes and get my money back. And then I was like, actually. Why would I do that? Just enjoy the rip, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because there was a uh, a set for Re- uh, Reina, the soccer, Gio. Okay. Re- Re- I can never – I'm always – I never really know how to say their names. Gio, Reina. Yeah, so – but there is a set there. My buddy, Jimmy G, was telling me about it, and it was, like, the same thing. Like, it had a set checklist, but there was – the autograph list was – like Holland was in it and this was like two years ago and it was like his only real like real autos. And then like for the price. And I was like, you know, the chances of hitting one of his over the other guys, very rare, but I bought yeah. like 40 of them, but uh, there was an Aronson rookie card in every set. So I was like, that alone is worth it. Plus the other stuff. And I hit like a Weston McKinney to five auto, like so many autos where some of that smaller stuff that's like niche because it was like a a BBB set that's only like it was only Reina's teammates which is like a niche where I don't think they made a lot of it but Tops does a lot of fun stuff like that that they don't necessarily market to the masses that if you find something that's intriguing like like a like a spring training they do world baseball classic sets right now that I think are fun um, you can find cool stuff like that
0: um real real quick question for you so there was a you know the, the short prints numbered to like 75 right um or 79 or you know a little bit around there there's a pro, under 80 under 80 there's Julio ones right Julio rookie short prints yeah likely 80 or less and there's one on eBay right now hundred eleven dollars the first couple sold a little bit under hundred bucks 85 90 dollars. But we're talking about a card that's under eighty, and like, I see like random stuff, you know, those random cards from like the fifties and sixties. Root beer tab, this root beer tab, that that sell for like three thousand bucks. At what point do we get to the point where people forget this existed? And then thirty years from now, if Julio's really good, all of a sudden you see a short print that is not numbered, but like you barely see them, and all of a sudden it's like under there's under 80 of them in the world and maybe not all of them were ripped and everything. At what point do we get to the point where it's like, Oh, that's a pretty good investment for $80 right now. If you're willing to hold on to it for years, because eventually people will forget they will never see it. And then they'll say, wow, this is a rare card. I have to have it.
1: Dude. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think about that all the time, but I didn't really know how to explain it very well. And you that like, I, I think of that stuff all the time. Like we see this, the stuff that we see all the time, like the base and like the base prism in 2018 Luca, like that's one that everyone will know, like a Fleer eighty eighty six, uh, like the MJ um, like those will be the iconic that everyone knows, but really it's these sneaky ones that, that like card ladder will post about it. Like, Oh, the last one sold, you know, 10 years ago for $120. Now it last sold for like 10 grand. In my mind i'm like what are those cards today that will be those cards in 10 years and i found one yesterday and it's so funny you say this because this was like i was like oh i got to write this down because you won't see it a lot but it could be one of those like a Derek jeter i don't know it was like a fleer it was like uh one of the metal ones and it was some kind of short print something and it was like such a it was like so cool it was like a holographic type thing and i'm like dude this is the card that i bet like if someone did a story about it would blow up, but so many people don't know about it. And I think you, you know, my long winded answer is I think you hit it right in the head for that with these sets, not just these sets, but just like random sets that are out there that we're not even thinking
0: about. Yeah. And, or know about. I mean, obviously it's not Tob's flexion, right? It's none of that, but at some point I would rather have something like this than a mass for, for the same price. I would rather have something like this than um, in out of seventy-five Bowman's best or you know something like that where it's yeah.
1: or a PSA ten uh, base.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's even better. Out of seventy-five, uh, that's even better. You know, out of out of two hundred and fifty purple, this or that, right? Like, you can buy you can buy one of those Julio's for probably two PSA ten base cards. Give me that. Um, hey, real quick, if anybody's interested, or Jimbo, if you're interested, the Julio Rodriguez one-of-one one gold got listed for $1,500 uh, from the Rookie of the Year set on eBay. I know that's a lot of money, um, but it has been listed on eBay, and if you want a one of one of Julio rookie for relatively cheap, so to speak, obviously $1,500 is not cheap, but... It is a one-on-one rookie. Um, it's up there right now, fifteen hundred bucks.
1: I thought you said fifteen thousand for in my head at first. I was like, that is a lot of money <laughs> just to suggest. But no, fifteen hundred, that sounds that sounds intriguing.
0: You could even uh you could buy the amber right now out of five as well. Uh there's a seventy-fifth up, there's an emerald out of fifty. Um there's a blue up. You could you could walk away with the entire rainbow if you wanted, uh outside of the Ruby that I can't, I don't see, I don't see a Ruby, but you could come pretty close to getting the entire rainbow uh, just right now.
1: It's interesting.
0: So I'm, I mean, like, I don't know that. So that's, this is super interesting to me because of the price point, 1500 and also it's buy it now best offer, So you might be able to get it cheaper than that. At what point, there's a lot of one-on-ones, obviously, but at what point is a one one of Julio just worth buying just because it's a one-on-one of Julio Ricky? Yeah, I don't know. That's my question. Do
1: you, do you ever get worried about the, just the amount of products? Like I typed in
0: Julio Rodriguez. Oh one-on-one. yeah. I'm very worried about it, which like is why I would be very pieces. specific on what I'm buying.
1: Yeah. Two hundred eighteen results for Julio Rodriguez one of one, not which not all of them are actually one of one. Is people just putting the title, yeah? But um, like does that does that ever? Yeah, like because there's someone here that it's one out of one ninety nine, and then they put one of one at the end. Like, come on, dude.
0: I mean, let's see here. So I did Julio Rodriguez one one in sales history on um card ladder, and you've got. Top's Finest, Vapor out of 250, Orange out of 25. Well, I don't think that search is working very well, but um, I don't know. It can't be as many one-on-ones as Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of more of like, I don't know, like. I've been getting really, really into like the old school tops, chrome color, mm-hmm. like finding rare of like an e-trio gold. Like, I don't know, like stuff like that where I don't know, I guess I love it all. That's my problem. I love too many things
0: in the baseball card world.
1: Um, should we talk a little bit about
0: the prospect of the week? Yes. Let's close off. Let's close off with a little prospect of the week talk.
1: All right. So this is a fun one and I'm, I think we talked about him last year. You know what? I think we talked about him yes the last time the Christian and Carson Allen Strand. Did we? I, I forget so. if we did. Oh, okay, we didn't. Uh, oh no, we well, talked about Emmanuel Rodriguez, which they were both in twins in their bow their Bowman uh, autos. That's what uh, messed me up. Um, but I don't have what his card prices are, but he's an interesting one because he was traded over last year from the twins for uh Tyler mail mile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know for a fact we talked about him during that, that period of time. Um, but dude, down in the spring training, he's looked, he's looked pretty good. Um, I don't know how much collectability for cards. Cause he's kind of uh he's a third baseman, potentially first baseman type, Actually, I don't know if he will play first or not. But he's like not your shortstop, not your center fielder, high prospect type guy. He's just a dude that can hit. And especially being with the Reds makes it a little intriguing. Um, But in spring training, let me pull up his numbers this year. Um, Obviously, it's not a lot of games, but 12 games, 26 at-bats. He has two doubles, one triple, four home runs, 13 ribbies. Only two strikeouts and 26 uh, at-bats, which I personally love. Um, And he's hitting 577 average, um, 1.192 slugging, you know, all that good stuff. Really, he's been hitting really well. Um, And But the thing is, like, if it it was random, I wouldn't be as intrigued. But he's been climbing up the ladder the last two years. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, like, a good test – Uh, to see that to continue through
0: um so a little little price update for you before you continue um so i was just looking up prices real quick and like the last raw auto sold for 89 january january 14th i've been scrolling through bowman draft product um so a couple weeks after the bowman draft came out in 2021 so in 2022 january 14th a base auto sold for nine dollars and 50 cents $11.45, $15, Eleven dollars and forty five cents, fifteen dollars, uh speckle out of seventy one selling for hundred and seventy-four. Um so like you know, there is there is it has moved drastically considering refractor auto PSA tens just sold for two hundred sixty seven bucks. Oh my goodness. I had and- no idea aqua lava auto number to 199 psa 9 just sold for 202 that's probably you know psa 9 obviously but that's probably a good hundred dollars up at least since wow last year yeah so interesting because that
1: i would be more intrigued to sell at that point than to buy all day long rather than I'm wondering if he's a sneaky one that has like something weird with
0: his autos. Like he doesn't have a lot of them. Um, well, I I do see a lot of base. Let me go. Let me sort by price and see what we find. Red auto number to five, February 10th, 2022, $950 for a red auto, red wave auto. How much? 950 Wow. Um, let's go down there hasn't been well gold wave gold wave gold wave gold wave blue gold wave what's interesting is i'm not seeing. oh there's a gold four hundred thirty one dollars december 21st 2022 425 there's only been one red i can find There must be red sitting in twenty twenty one Bowman draft of this dude. Hasn't been ripped, or people are just sitting on it. No super refractor. People don't know what they have in this kid. Because,
1: I mean, he's been he's been a well known. Like I remember wanting him to buy last year at this time, and I never pulled the trigger.
0: You pulled an egg I kept telling myself,
1: and now it's way too late. But I think it's like he's not talked about
0: a ton where well there's a reason for that he went from the twins to the reds
1: true but but you know like talking for cards like there's definitely people that probably have this dude they're like oh some random guy with three names it's probably not worth anything it's probably sitting in like a value box somewhere
0: it's true that means you know what to do next national yeah go hunting
1: yeah so i thought that was an interesting one um and I guess that kind of proves the point. I was going to say he's going to be interested going into the season, but now I think it's an interesting sell at this point. Because what else does he have to do? What does he have to do to keep that price going up? Um, so Though it should obvious.
0: be it should be pointed out that he will be playing in Great American Ballpark. True. If there is a if there is one field in the majors that I would want my hitting prospect to be playing in, it's Great American Ballpark. Now I wouldn't want him having to face. Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and guys it. like that, right? <laughs> I knew that was coming up. Um, but those guys are going to probably be gone from the Brewers in like a year, so it won't matter mm-hmm. anyway. That's true. Um, They'll definitely be gone, dude. They'll definitely yeah, be gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. RIP to my joy and happiness. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's. It, I definitely wouldn't buy right now. That much I can say. Would I sell if I had them because of the great American ballpark standpoint makes it a little bit more difficult, though? I will say this. Nobody has ever gone broke from selling and nobody has ever been left holding the bag from selling. The whole thing about sports cards is you don't want to be the person that buys last, right? You don't want to be the person that buys at the height and watch it go straight back down. People lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on that in 2021. A good way to make sure that doesn't happen to you is by selling uh, when you're making money.
1: It's true. Question for you. Would you rather have one base auto of him or two Jason Cheerio base autos?
0: Would that be equivalent? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That would be equivalent. Um, It might even be a little bit more expensive for one Christian, Christian Encarnacion mm-hmm. strand. Um.
1: About opportunity cost, man.
0: So, so I mean, I do I I do believe there are less base autos of 2021 Bowman draft than there probably are of 2022 Bowman Chrome, for starters. Um. That being said, for me, I'd rather have the 18 year old that I think two of the 18 year old that I think can blow up. Um. If it doesn't, I lose. 20 bucks a card, right? And I have, I, I lose half my investment. If I spend $90 on Christian Arcanasi on Strand and he fails since he is not, A, related to Jackson Churio, or B, a big, big name prospect like a Nick Senzel or somebody like that on the Reds that was going to get be given a million chances, I think those cards drop right back down from 80, 90, down to 30, and then I've lost more money. Um, so I do think probably the upside and I could just be saying this and trying to talk myself into it. I do think the upside is definitely Cheerio, but I also think re- weirdly that the safety might also be Cheerio.
1: See, that's, that's when, cause I get this question a lot. It's like, Oh, should I buy this? Like, should I, like, is this player good? Like to me, it's such a loaded question and that's, and I hate just giving, like, if I say yes or no to, to a question like that. I don't actually, like, if that's the easy way out for me. And I'm not, I'm doing a disservice in my yeah. mind. So I always try to, I,
0: yes. I always try to talk through them. I just got one the other day. In fact, I'll, I'll read it off to you. Um, just, just so that we have an example on the podcast, because obviously it's really tough to answer those questions when it's not our money. That's, true. Plan, that's true. Right. Yeah, And we've been dealing with that for years at Slab Stocks. And it's fine. I, I appreciate people's questions because they just want a second opinion. I'm yeah. happy to give a second opinion. But it's not our money, right? So it's, it's, yeah. it's more difficult to answer. So I a guy asked me, hey, Nate, your thought on Corbin Burns' Gold Wave Auto BGS95 hold or sell? So that's what I told him. I said, in yeah. my heart of hearts, I'd say sell going to be hard for him to keep up the excitement and interest by playing on the Diamondbacks. That being said, talent and stats generally wins out, and the Rays were in the same position as the D-backs were before Wander, and now everyone wants to collect their prospects. So Carroll could be the catalyst for change in how the D-backs organization is viewed. So it's a risk to sell or not sell, but I'd say it's a bigger risk to not sell just because of how he is the number two prospect in baseball. There's a ton of hype around being a top two prospect in baseball. One of two prospects that have a 65 future value. You have a lot of hype there. And that's people like, oh man, look at this. Once he hits the majors and he's an undersized guy. So like, will he hit 30, 40 home runs a year? Probably not. If he doesn't, he's a very exciting, great defender. Wheels for days. Good bat. I get it. But it's the Dimebacks we're talking about? And it's it's an undersized guy, and it's like we're not talking about Wander Franco here, who's an undersized guy who plays shortstop on a small team. But it, you know, we're talking about Corbin Carroll, outfielder on the Dimebacks. It's like if I'm making money on a guy like that, even though even though I do think he could become an absolute superstar. But look at Paul Goldschmidt's prices. They Just expect- an another- update. Yeah. They, they, well, well, not, well, Justin Upton, yes, but that's like a whole nother thing. Like, Paul Goldschmidt was a star on the Diamondbacks. His prices have exploded with him being on the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. 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 Dude, market is such a big play for, for cards. Um, but, but yeah, no, that's, that's why I, I brought that up is like talking through it because, my thing is like, Oh, you can teach, like, you can teach the process of thinking, you know, in your head. Um, so then, so then it's more of like a teaching. It's like, catch, give someone a fish or teach them how to fish. Yep. Uh, and that's why I always bring that up. Cause there's also times when people ask that question, they get mad. They're like, well, I, I'm just asking yes or no. I'm like, well, it's not a yes or no question. What's like, I want to kind of
0: talk through it and I like that it's- how that's what we always do. And it, it should never – it for for me, Jimbo, and everybody watching, if you ask somebody a question like this, it hopefully will never be a yes or no question because if it's yes or no and you just want their yes and no and no explanation behind it and they're wrong, you're going to be really upset. And you're going to blame them even though all you asked them was a yes or no question. If you yeah. ask them a question and they give you a detailed answer – then you can go back, ponder it, ruminate on it, and then decide what you're going to do. And if you sell, at least you have an explanation of why they suggest you sell. Um, and it's going to be a lot harder for you to be upset or people to be upset with you if you're the one answering that question. So if you find yourself in this, in this scenario, and I imagine a lot of people listening to this have found themselves in this exact scenario where somebody asks them a question on what to do with the card. And, and I get it because it's, it's one of those things. We're all just one single person with one single brain. Right. And it's easy for, uh, for an individual to mess up. Whereas if you have multiple people thinking about a subject or a problem, it's a lot easier to come to a solution. So if you only have yourself thinking about, oh, should I sell this car or not? It's like, Oh man, if I mess up and I sell at the wrong time. So then you want to go get help and advice. Um, and then it it's i i feel your plight jimbo
1: yeah yep cuz then uh the way i look at it is like then if you talk through it then you'll learn the the situation it's like oh this is why i would sell it, because he's with the diamondbacks but if carol was with the yankees then it's maybe a hold where you won't know that by a yes or no but you'll be you'll know that with the talking through it so then you can pass it forward to the next person and that's how we grow the hobby honestly that's how the hobby grows right there is 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 that that method so um other than that though man i got some good prospects for next one. Some um for the next podcast we do i also got some some good names about some spring training and dude there's just a lot of fun
0: content that we have coming up so which will be on friday right that's good your free friday for absolutely for for a potty okay so we'll be doing a pod on friday a A potty P O D D Y or P O D Y, body. Um, but yeah. So that is all we have for today, Jimbo. Any last last thoughts? Nope. Just everyone be safe out there,
1: have fun, and um, watch some baseball. Enjoy it.
0: Yeah, enjoy the World Baseball Classic final tonight. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, um, keep your eye out for tops. Uh, on demand if you like ripping for fun keep your eye out on for tops uh dot com releases because they are as fun as it gets and otherwise everyone enjoy the rest of your tuesday or if you're listening to this on wednesday enjoy your wednesday or thursday whatever day it might be enjoy the day that you have and we will talk to you guys on friday for the next dinging corners see everyone see ya